what is the house going to look like? And what are we going to do? And what are we going to enjoy? Then when we transition out to the tools, either the conversation is more fun and more understanding between the two of you, or you don't really need to have that conversation. And you as the active partner can be trusted to move that the technical part of it and select the right hammer to go build it. And we keep the conversation around the game plan of, of what do we want? So that'd be piece number one that I would say is get your spouse involved in the what do you want conversation and get on the same page there. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where we're going to be giving you the exact blueprint to reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, regardless of your age, your income, or your experience. You see, we believe that 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. And we're here to empower you on how you can use money and cash flow as a tool to create, build, and live a life you love now rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. All right, all right. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free Podcast, your one-stop shop for financial advice and information. And you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have even said that intro. This is not financial advice. This is leading you on a path of financial empowerment. We will never tell you at Cashflow Tactics what to do with your money but we will share with you the principles for financial freedom, the principles for being in control, the principles for accelerating what money is and what it means to you. So with that in mind, welcome back to the show of financial empowerment, not financial advice, but financial empowerment. I am on the mic today with my man, Bradley Gibb. Brad, you want to say what's up? What's up, Brian? This is, uh, is going to be a fun, potentially spicy, but uh, definitely a when we talk about this a lot, especially in our higher level mastermind groups, we spend a lot of time. This is a this is a big deal. And we've got a couple of things coming up that we're doing a little bit of research on so we can provide even more resources to our community to help solve this very problem. So this is sort of a teaser into us kind of giving our thoughts on it, laying some groundwork for it, but then getting a lot of feedback and then putting together a workshop specifically around this topic. So yeah. I'm nervous but excited to jump in and, and open up this conversation. Now, I'm stoked for it because honestly, the topic that we're going to discuss today, it's really, you know, when we talk about this idea of financial freedom, one of the biggest things that we have to take out of someone's head and replace with is a lot of people think about their financial plan as a destination, right? They're going to hustle, they're going to grind, they're going to scrimp, they're going to save, they're going to do whatever is necessary for one day. And this is the concept and the idea of retirement, right? And when they get to that day, magically they'll have enough money and magically they can figure out all their life, you know, hopes and dreams and magically they'll be able to do it all. That magically, you know, hope for, wish for one day never comes. And so the biggest thing that we're trying to help people grasp and understand is financial freedom is a lifestyle. Financial freedom is a lifestyle. And as a lifestyle, the only way it's sustainable is if you are in alignment with your spouse, right? And we've seen this happen over and over again, where people come to the table and one of the spouses gets really, really excited about this concept and idea of financial freedom. And that one spouse goes all in and that one spouse watches all the videos and joins the mastermind and does all the things. But then when it comes time to start making financial decisions, when it comes time to go from, hey, this is theory to application, there is a lot of pushback. There is a lot of withholding. There is a lot of marital discord around what the purpose of a financial plan actually is. And so and and if you're the if you're the one in the relationship that is the kind of the driver, right? We sort of like we want to talk about this concept of being aligned because that has to be there, 
But what we find is there's one of the two that are generally the driver, right, Ryan? Like one is kind of picking up at least maybe they're the ones that discovered us the first time, or they're the ones more interested in it, more responsible for the outcomes. However, you've divided that up, there's one person kind of driving it. And what we found is when they find cash flow tactics, this isn't the first crazy internet person they followed online that's going to make all their dreams come through, right? Yeah. So a lot of times they've tried this and because it wasn't cash flow tactics, it ultimately led to some amount of failure, some amount of disappointment, some amount of, well, you know, same result, but, you know, new wrapping for it. And now getting excited about cash flow tactics, no matter how much they say, no, 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 this is different. These guys, Ryan and Brad and Jimmy, what they're doing is totally, completely different. It's not anything we've done before. Usually the other spouse is being protective and resistant for very good intent, for very good reasons to try to protect against, you know, well, maybe this is the next harebrained scheme that, that we're going to go down. And so we want to talk about all of the, the mixed parts of this that come together and at least kind of start to organize a path to working on, on that alignment. Yeah. So let, let's take you back down memory lane a little bit, Brad, because, you know, I think cash flow tactics really was born out of our failures. <laughs> It was really born out of our mistakes, right? And we never envisioned back in the day creating a community and a strategy for other people to follow. When we started this, we started it for ourselves, right? You wanted to be financially free and I wanted to be financially free and Jimmy wanted to be financially free. And that's how cash flow tactics ultimately started is how do we become free? And, you know, in the beginning for me, when I got this idea, this obsession around financial freedom, it really was an obsession. And especially once I started getting results with the strategies that we talk about in cash flow tactics with the vault and turnkey real estate and cash flow and reduction of taxes, I started getting results. And once I started to see the results, I realized that I could actually do it. I could actually pull off this crazy idea of financial freedom in under 10 years. And when I saw the path and I saw the results, man, I went insane. And, you know, there is something to be said about having a level of commitment. And I was 100% or 1000% committed, you know, and for me, in, in the early part of this, this caused a lot of marital friction because I had a vision and I never really discussed that vision with Bethany, with my wife, right? It was just this, uh, we're going to be financially free. And when we're financially free, then we'll figure out what the heck we want to do with our life. And I'll never forget, you know, we, right when we started our game plan, we had just moved into a new house. We had just moved, gosh, man, we moved so many times. But we, I think we moved back from, we moved from Texas to Utah. So this was the first stint that we were in Utah. Then we left Utah again and we bought a house. And I'll never forget the house came with a couch. <laughs> they had done some remodeling in the house and they couldn't actually get the couch out. So the house came with a couch. And then each one of the rooms in the house had a bed. And outside of that, there was nothing. The, the house was completely empty. When you would walk in the front door, it was like walking into an echo chamber because the living room was 100% empty. If you said anything, the echo and the voice would reverberate around the house. And for me, that was okay because I was shaking the couch cushions that we had looking for extra nickels and pennies so I could throw it to my game plan. And without really ever discussing what our goals are, I was doing it for my goals. And my wife, Bethany, was amazing at supporting on those goals up to a point. But until, it, you know, it came to a breaking point one day where you know, it was over something stupid. It was a picture. It was literally a picture that she wanted to put in the living room so you could walk in and there would be something instead of a blank wall. And I literally freaked out. And I started as best as I could telling her the compounding return of a $60 picture. And 
that would turn into X amount of houses and X amount of cash flow and X amount of, you know, faster implementation of the game plan. And she said something really powerful to me. She said something, look, Ryan, we live in a home. You view it as a house, but your kids are growing up right in front of you. This house, the memories that, are, that will be created here are being created without your involvement. And it hit me like a ton of bricks, right? It hit me like a ton of bricks that that moving target for anyone that's a goal-oriented person, Brad, I think you can echo this. And a lot of the people in our community, especially the drivers of the game plan, they're goal-oriented people. And anyone that's a goal-oriented person, what do we do? We kick the goal down the road. As soon as we get close to the goal or hit the goal, it's like, awesome. Well, what's next? Yeah, we call that and, the horizon effect, right? You yes. never, as you're flying an airplane, you never actually ever reach the horizon. And I think a lot of us inside the community, just because of the nature of who we are, we, we've lived that for so long that, you know, maybe it's not, hey, this is another harebrained scheme, but maybe it's your wife's reaction of, well, wait a minute, this takes us out of the present and pushes us in, and keeps us progressively into the future. And there's, I think that's another area of resistance that comes into a spouse coming in, you know, being pulled into the game at Casual Tactics is now this resistance to, well, what more do I have to sacrifice? I've already sacrificed X, Y, Z. Now you're going to ask me to sacrifice even more to be able to get there when there are things I value and want to invest in that have real meaningful value here and now in the present, right? I mean, that's kind of where you guys were at at that stage in Texas. What happened at the end of that? How did that conversation end? When, with a, when with a picture guys. hanging on a wall, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right before that. You know what? Um, I won't go with that. That'll be, Bethany's going to come on the podcast here and she's going to tell, there she wants we to go. do a She'll wife tell the rest tell of the story. All. Yeah, she wants to do the wife tell all really because, you know, we tell a lot of stories and the story is from my perspective and from my perspective, it's true. <laughs> but she has a whole different idea of how all some of these things went down. So we are going to bring her on and do a podcast. But Here's what I learned. I think how that ended is it taught me a major, major life lesson. And honestly, it's a lesson that I have to relearn over and over again, because for goal-oriented people, we find a lot of excitement and even a level of fulfillment in the chase, in the hunt, in the effort that it takes to become, right, the person capable of achieving our goals. And I believe that the purpose of life is a constant expansion. When you hit a goal, you get the opportunity to look back and realize who you've become, but you also hit a new plateau and you realize, holy cow, there's still so much more I'm capable of, of doing and becoming. And so it's this constant journey. However, what this taught me was really in investing with money, it's so much easier to come and look at money, not from a financial standpoint. When we have a conversation around what money can do financially, it's super easy. What's the return on this versus the return on that? But at the end of the day, no one wants a pile of money, not even in cash flow tactics. No one wants a pile of money, whether that's a pile of money in a vault or a pile of money in real estate or just a pile of money in a bank account. That's not what we want. So if we can take a step back and rather than having a money discussion, have a life discussion, right? What is it that we want? Then it's so much easier to go back to money and say, okay, how do we use money as a tool to get the thing? And so for my wife and I, this began a process and a journey that is actually made our marriage stronger, so much stronger, because now we have conversations around the dreams that we have, around the things that we want, the tangible things that we want, as well as the intangible things that we want. We have dreams around, look, what does financial freedom mean? And when we aligned on what we wanted together, then we could go back together to money and say, how do we as a couple, how do we as a unit, how do we as a partnership 
get the thing that we want? How do we build and live a life that matters to us right now? And so, that's really what I learned from that situation. So, so here's the principle that I think like takeaway number one of how to create alignment is back up earlier into the conversation. If you've gone through a game plan with us at Cashflow Tactics, you'll understand what I'm about to say. If you've not, this will give you some perspective into what it is that we really do. No one is allowed to come into our game. We will refuse to coach anybody that does not answer the following three questions for us. And then we go through a process with you to help align this before we'll even bring the money conversation to the table. Because as Ryan was saying, we believe that money is not the objective, right? The real estate, the vault, the technical parts of this that everybody has spent their time researching and studying, the active one in, in the couple has spent their time with. That's not, that's not the, what we actually want. That's the tool, but it's not the outcome. So we make you go through a question of what do you want? Why does it matter? And who do you need to become? So if you want your spouse aligned, we would, and we always highly recommend this, that get your spouse involved in that part of the conversation. We call it the what does self want conversation. And these goals cannot be money. If you come to me and say, self wants a million dollars. Okay, cool self. Why do you want a million dollars? Why do you want that outcome? Why? What would that do for you? What would life be different like? And we get into the real issue. And so bringing a spouse in at that point, Ryan, solves kind of what you've talked about because me as the active one in the driving the game plan forward, when I'm talking about real estate, I'm actually, I'm trying to talk about what that will do for us and the outcome that I want, right? It'd be like if I was, let's say I'm a, I'm a framer and I build houses, right? I might be excited about the hammer that I have and I might be telling everybody the specs and the details and how cool this hammer is, but I'm not actually excited about the hammer. I'm excited about what I can go build with it. Does that make sense? And my passion pours out around the tool. And that happens to a lot of us. I get passionate about the vault and taxes and real estate, not because of those things, but because I know what I'm building. But that gets lost in translation with a spouse a lot of times. So if we can involve a spouse at the conversation of what, are we building? What is the house going to look like? And what are we going to do? And what are we going to enjoy? Then when we transition out to the tools, either the conversation is more fun and more understanding between the two of you, or you don't really need to have that conversation. And you as the active partner can be trusted to move the the technical part of it and select the right hammer to go build it. And we keep the conversation around the game plan of, of what do we want? So that'd be piece number one that I would say is get your spouse involved in the what do you want conversation and get on the same page there. Hey, this is Brad here. I wanted to quickly interrupt this episode and make sure all of our listeners know about the Rise Up Live event happening October 8th, 9th, and 10th. We're excited to announce that we've brought a virtual option so that everybody, no matter where you're at, can join us from the comfort of your own home. So to get tickets, go to cashflowtactics.com forward slash rise up live. This is going to be the event, whether you're new into our game, you've been listening to our podcast, you want to learn how to apply these principles and lay down a principle-driven game plan to drive you to financial freedom in 10 years or less, or even if you've been inside the game for a little while and want insight on how to go faster, this event is for you. It will be unlike anything else. So again, the event is October 8th, 9th, and 10th. Included in your virtual ticket will be a physical workbook that we'll be going through that everybody in person will be going through. You'll also get event-specific, amazing swag. Jimmy is quoted to have saying, I don't just like this design, I love it. So we got amazing swag coming out. 
And then last, you'll get all the recordings so that you can't be there plugged in for the entire time. We know it's hard uh, to be totally present for an entire event from your house. So you'll get all of the recordings. You can go back and watch anything you missed and also go deeper as with the workbook as a companion. So if you're listening and you love the podcast, make sure to go to cashflowtactics.com forward slash rise up live and get your tickets right now. So here's tactically, here's how Bethany and I have done that, right? And there's no one right way to do this. But what we sat down, I'm, and this kind of goes back to my love language is goals. My love language is driving and, and pushing and, and pushing the boundaries of what's possible. And that's not necessarily Bethany's love language. Bethany's love language is quality time, right? And so the fun part about this is now we get to come together and we get to say, look, let's take quality time and let's set goals. And let's meet both of our needs. And so the way we started it is we just created a vision for our life, a vision for what we wanted our family to look like, the home that we wanted to create, the environment that we wanted to, to have inside of our home, a vision for where we wanted to travel, how strong our, like a vision. It was a vision. And, you know, when I say was, it is a vision because we constantly go back and revisit and tinker this vision as our personal experience expands is our vision of what's possible expands. And so that's kind of like our North star in cash flow tactics. That's financial freedom in 10 years or less. That's the vision. Okay. But then in cash flow tactics, we have a game plan and we take that vision and we pull it into the present by saying, okay, if I want that thing, financial freedom in 10 years or less, or the vision that I've aligned with my spouse, what are all the things that I need to do or accomplish over the next year to stay on track for the vision? And so then you know, this is a fun thing to do. Like we get to set goals and say, okay, look, what do we want to accomplish over the next year? And in fact, Bethany's right here. Oh, she's, she's shaking her head. She's not going <laughs> to say hi. On the yeah, say hi on the podcast. We're talking about you. Okay. So she's not going to say hi, but vision. And then after that, then we pull it into the present. What's the one thing, the one thing that we're going to do this quarter using money as a tool to do two things. I'm still committed to financial freedom. Bethany is committed to financial freedom because she knows what it means to us collectively. But at the end of 90 days, we always, always, always have a celebration target. How do we validate what we've done? How do we validate who we've become? Because guys, let's be honest. It's so much easier to take all of the money that we have and just go blow it and spend it. That's, that's the easy thing to do. That's what the world tells us we should do. We've worked hard, right? So at the end of 90 days, we get to honor who we've become. And that's a lifestyle. That's validating the work that we've put in. And, and at the end of this 90 days, we're taking our kids to Florida, to Orlando. Now it doesn't have to be big. It can be something small, but now we're aligned together on what we're doing and why it matters and how money literally is a tool to build an outcome, build financial freedom, but also stay committed to living in the present moment. Okay, so second principle here. So the first principle is align on what it is you're building, right? Don't focus on the tool that we're using to build and get overly excited about the focus on the why. Ryan, what I think you're talking about here next is this is what we, like people ask like, what do you train on inside of your mastermind groups? Like how much can you really talk about real estate? And like the dirty secret is we're not really training on real estate inside our masterminds. Sure, we talk plenty about real estate, but we're actually training on these types of concepts. We have a goal setting and system. Like Ryan is one of the, the most elite at this that I've ever met. I still look up to Ryan as far as, being intentional about the planning that goes on, but we, we take everybody through how to set 90 day targets, 12 month objectives, and our 10 year outcomes and continue to refine that. So part of being in this is we're, if you're looking at this saying, Ryan, I've, I have never even had a conversation since I can remember since I was maybe even dating my spouse 
about what I want, what our big vision is in our picture. We've been lost in the weeds for so long. I don't even know where to get started. Well, don't fret. That's part of building a game plan with us is we'll, we have tools and trainings and help and support to be able to do that because we understand and know how critical it is. So if you're wondering like, how would we even do that? We have a bunch of training inside of our programs to help you do exactly that. But Ryan, what you're talking about here in the celebration part, I want to kind of call this out as point number two of the podcast today is don't look at the game plan as restrictive. That's the scarcity side of budgeting. If you've gone through most budgeting or financial planning courses, it comes from a place of scarcity. Okay, we're going to dig on Dave Ramsey a little bit. His budgeting is very scarcity oriented. It's not empowered. Okay, and most planning is done the same way. Most planning starts with, I have a fixed amount of money and anything I try to spend the absolute least of it on us now in the present as possible because I only have that many dollars and my entire focus comes to how do I get a deal? How do I squeeze someone? How do I make that go as far as I can so that compounding can take over and I have a chance at being okay? It's a scarcity place of being, okay? We build our plans on the abundance side of things, talking about what's possible, who we need to become and how we need to hit those goals. So, our savings target inside of a game plan becomes empowering because we frame it up as that's all you have to put in. Then everything above that, you have full permission to go enjoy and build your current life. And we look at it like a target, okay? That if I'm given a target that, and this is the way my wife and I have done planning has been, well, I, I want a nice car or I want a nice outcome. I want a vacation. And then mine has been, okay, cool. Once we've hit our savings goals, we have full permission to go do that. So let's hit our savings goal, go get a little bit more than that and go enjoy what we're doing. And now my spending becomes intentional, mm-hmm. right? And, it, and I can become empowered in my spending and I don't fall into the trap that I want you guys to all write this down and remember this, never, ever, ever trade nine for one. Don't trade nine for one. And what I mean by that is we do have people come in still holding on to that scarcity mentality in their 10-year game plan. And they're like, oh, but if I could save just a little bit more, I could be free in nine years. And then I want to push back and say, don't trade nine years of sacrifice and scarcity for one extra year of freedom. It's not that important. Like just enjoy the 10 and stay on track. Does that make sense? Interesting thing that happens with all of this coming together. And there's, I mean, we should do another podcast on this because there's so many valuable points here. But when you start to see consistent results inside of your game plan, you are free already, right? It's just that it's now it's just a, a concept of timing, right? Because so many people aren't free because they don't give themselves permission to be free, right? They're nervous. They're scared. They're worried about the, the one day. Will all of their taxes and mutual funds and 401ks work out and they're never free. Whether they have enough money or not, they're not free. Once you start to see the consistency and the results of your game plan, you are free. It's just a mindset thing. The other thing that you said that I love, and and I don't want to gloss over this because really it comes down to a couple of things. When you know what money represents, think about it, guys. What does money represent? It's the thing that you're trading your time for right now. How much do you have to sacrifice to get the money that you have? So you know what you're trading to get it but now you know what's required to buy your time back. So money is such an intentional thing. When you know what money represents, the thing you're trading your time for and the tool to buy your time back, you want to be very conscientious of what you're doing with it. And it's a really easy without a plan to let money float away out of your budget. I mean, go back and look at your spending right now and you might find 200, 300, 400, 500, $1,000 that you're like, 
I don't really know where it went, which means you weren't intentional. You weren't intentional with what it is. The other thing about this is when you have a vision and a goal that you're aligned on, right? As a spouse, as a committed relationship, then you can go and look at money as a tool, but you have to be committed to living by a code. And I think this is really powerful, right? The code for us is when you're living by a code, you are going to save money. You're going to save money because your freedom matters to you which means if you're not saving enough money, you're going to ask yourself the question, who do I have to become? A couple of years ago, my wife and I had a vision, not a vision, but a goal, right? A goal to build a house. And I remember we bought a lot. We bought a lot. It was on a, a hill, faced a river. We were really excited about it. We bought it. But as it came, well, when I say bought it, we put the offer in on, we put the down payment in on it. And as the 30-day you know, grace period was going by, Beth and I started to have some anxiety around this. And we went back and we started doing the numbers, right? And we realized the cost of buying the lot and building the home was going to kick us out of integrity. It was going to kick us out of financial freedom. Our expenses were now going to rise higher than our cash flow. And we had a really interesting conversation. Are we committed to being free? And at that point, we, of course, we were committed to being free. That wasn't a question. That's something we committed to together. We backed out of the lot, even though it was really hard. And then we asked ourselves the question, who do we have to become? What do we have to do to then go out and build a lot in integrity with financial freedom versus going out of integrity with financial freedom? It took us three years, but we increased our cash flow. And now guess what we're doing right now? We're building a house. And it's fun to watch Bethany jump up and down about the, the plans that she's putting together. I mean, she's building an amazing house and it's gonna be awesome. But guys, here's the thing. If you have a goal and you're working on that goal together, how much stronger is it going to make your marriage and your relationship? How much stronger is it if you are working together with an aligned vision on what you want? And how much easier is it going to make your financial conversations if in alignment with that vision, you can go back to money and say, what are we committed to doing with this money to get the vision? And who do we collectively combine the two of us together have to become to pull that vision, to pull that possibility into the present moment? That is how your marriage stays strong, is working together on a combined vision. And Ryan, that target is so important. We get people asking the question like, how do I keep my spouse from overspending? Like we can never hit our spending goals. It rarely, I mean, sometimes people have spending addictions and there are issues that need to be dealt with. But most of the time, it's that spending is a, is a plea or a cry for help. It's, it's, a, it's a move because they feel stuck and they're looking to sedate those feelings are using money as a tool to just get some pleasure that they're not getting somewhere else. And if we align what I fundamentally believe we as people all of the time, we, we need targets. We need something as human beings, something that we are working toward accomplishing. And as we do that, we don't seek for the sedation anymore. We don't seek for the distraction anymore because just simply by putting a target out there. And so if we unite and align on targets, what we find is money just appears okay? and it's not magical, but the leaks stop and we still spend, right? It's not that we stop spending. It's that we align our spending toward a jointly agreed upon outcome. And the game plan becomes empowering because now we have the safety and security of knowing, like you said, Ryan, now it's just a matter of time and execution, not if we have the how, and now we just got to run the game plan. We're not going to trade nine for one. And then it gives us permission to set and more effectively spend those things. So you guys knowing that you're going to Orlando on a family trip makes it so that like 11 o'clock at night, 
on your phone, a Facebook ad pops up. You don't feel the urgency or the need to click and buy that to sedate because you can see the vision of what you're working toward and you're both on the same page with it, right? So, That's so powerful. That's empowered spending on what, yeah. we're, what we're talking about here. But again, without a game plan, you'll never have that focus and alignment. And we're going to get these statistics for the challenge that we're going to do with couples, but I don't know what it is, but I, I would have to guess a high amount of marital problems start at the root of money. They start at the root of money. And it's because of what you said. They're not, there's not alignment. There's not a common goal. They're not working together on anything collectively. And over time, their vision of what their life and their marriage and how they're using money to accomplish that vision deviates. And they find themselves, you know, two spouses find themselves living in different places or, you know, when I say living, but seeing things differently. And it's because there isn't that alignment, but it starts with money. Guys, money won't save you. Money won't replace you. Money is just a tool in the hands of a producer. It's a tool to produce and create a life that you love. And here's the thing I love as well. I mean, we get a lot of people asking us, you know, I think there's a big movement out there by people that have money to not give money to their kids. Okay. And this is just another manifestation of lack of alignment inside of a family, inside of a family. Now, when I say we're going on a, on a vacation, guess what? There are literal targets that my kids are working towards, literal targets that they're working towards. And they're becoming the person and the, that, that they're capable of becoming at eight years old, at 13 year olds, years old, at 14 years old. They're working on targets. Bethany and I are working on targets. And the celebration, the dopamine hit that we get at the end of 90 days to validate who we've become and the work that we've put in, that honors the work and the sacrifice that we've put in. And here's the thing that, that I believe. In the beginning, when I looked at vacations and things like that, I literally looked at, it, looked at it as an expense. It was a red line on the spreadsheet saying, look, if I spend money on a vacation, I'm not going to be financially free. I could have taken that money and bought a house or whatever it is, right? But here's what I found over these years. You know, you can sacrifice and grind, but at some point you're going to wear out. And what, we've, what I've seen as I've talked to a lot of people is a lot of people are willing whether they intentionally know it or not, to sacrifice everything they truly want. When they really sit down and say what they want, they want connection with their family, connection with their spouse, you know, physical health and well-being. They want that stuff, but they sacrifice it in the pursuit of money. On the flip side of that, on the flip side of that, when you enter your life to honor like time away, time down, time with your family, that's not an expense. That's actually an investment in the life that you want, in the thing that you said you wanted in the beginning. And when you come back to money, right? When you come back to money, having done those things, I find myself being more motivated, more inspired, more dedicated to doing what's necessary to sustain that lifestyle than I was trying to sacrifice my way to that lifestyle. Does that make sense? Totally does, man. Okay. So point three then, and we'll wrap up the podcast here. And this is, we teased you at the beginning of the episode with this of, we had an unex some unexpected breakthroughs last year with couples inside of our community that we didn't we didn't know that this was going to have the impact, but it did. And I think the last part to this is just like we talk about individuals, you cannot become financially free by yourself in a vacuum, right? It requires you to be around other people. We talk about the mastermind principle, we talk about the network principle. And that's why we run Cashflow Tactics the way we run it. This is not, this is not, we don't do one-on-one -on -one client work. We personalize aspects of your game plan and that requires some one-on-one -on -one attention, but nothing we do, we don't consider ourselves to have, hey, this is our list of clients 
like traditional financial people do because that isolates everybody. We've intentionally put this together inside of a community. And a big unintended benefit of that that we got is last year, we did our first ever Rise Up Live event here in Salt Lake City in October. And it was a little off the cuff. We really weren't sure anyone was going to come. And we only made it available to our really only inside of our group. And we just, we had about 50, 60 people come out and go through this. And one of the biggest pieces of feedback we got was, I've been trying to get my wife to understand this. I can, like, I got her on board to at least come out and be in the event and it shifted everything. Being or my husband. We had a lot of wives bringing their husbands. Yes. I mean, because there's one driver. There's you. Yeah, I default okay. to husband, wife, because that's the way ours is. But yeah, yeah. We, we had a spouse come and it shifted everything, participating in the community and seeing what this was really about. We spent the whole first half of the day talking about our why and how we need to become better and we need to grow. And, and they understood finally that we were teaching them to get a better tool to build a better life for them. And we got testimonial after testimonial, feedback after feedback of this shifted everything for me and my spouse. And so we wanted to come on and talk about this because we're doing the second annual Rise Up Live event, Rise Up Live 2020 here in about a month. It'll be the oh, so of stoked October. for it, man. So stoked. And we want to make sure everybody, all of our listeners know about this opportunity if you asked us right now, how's the best way to get aligned with my spouse? It's splurge, come to the event and spend some time together talking about what you want. And then how is, how is money a tool to get you guys there? And don't consider it a splurge. This is the best investment you will ever make. Guys, yeah. I can't even tell you when Bethany and I finally aligned on money together, I wasn't like Bethany had so much guilt around spending back in the day because it was my vision and my goal. I was the one, quote unquote, earning the money, right? She was the one in the home taking care of the kids. And she had anxiety and guilt around spending money because I was so, hey, this is, I'm the one earning the money and this is what we're doing with it. But man, that was such a detrimental way to, to run our, our, our marriage and to run money. And had we continued on that path, who knows where our marriage would have been today. So guys, this is not a splurge. This is singularly the best investment you will ever make. Yes. Because when you come back and you are aligned with your spouse, your financial plan will take off. Your marriage will start to grow together instead of apart. And as that happens, right, as your commitment to each other and a commitment to a common goal grows, money becomes such a beautiful tool to help you build it. So come and join us at the live event. We're limited to people coming physically with us just because of, of COVID and the restrictions that are happening right now. But there will be a live stream option that everybody can participate in and you'll still get tons, tons, tons out of it if you'll do that. So watch here. You can go to, the link is not live yet. So if you're listening to this live inside of our groups or somewhere before this is published on the podcast, the link won't be live for about a week or so. But by the time it's coming out on the podcast, it will be. You can go to Cashflow Tactics dot com forward slash rise up live and see if there's any any live tickets still left and remaining and if not purchase a virtual one and commit to going through this process of setting your targets aligning your marriage your relationship up on a focused game plan and see the change that's the best i'm not a marriage counselor but that's the best marriage advice i'm capable of giving is <laughs> come to the event and see the outcome that's going to happen. So again, the details for the event are October 8th, 9th, and 10th. 
Uh, we're gonna start in the afternoon of the 8th. We're gonna go all day the 9th, most of the day the 10th. And if you end up with a virtual ticket, um, everything is gonna be live streamed. You're gonna get all the physical material still shipped to you. So you'll be able to go through the exercises together. We've taken these concepts and we've made them into very simple, quick, actionable exercises to get clarity around what we're talking about. And then also you'll have all of the recordings so you can go back to it. You don't have to attend every second live. We understand that live events are tough to be plugged in the entire time. There's distractions. So there, there will be recordings so you don't miss anything. So go to that link, go secure your tickets and get your marriage on the same page financially and watch the growth that's going to come from that. All right, guys. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I hope you go back and listen to some of the nuggets inside of this because honestly, this is what money's all about. This is what it's all about. It's not about money in a bank account. It's about the life that you are empowered to live. So guys, with that in mind, join us on the next podcast where we will go deeper into the conversation of financial empowerment in all aspects of life, whether it's your marriage or just becoming financially free in 10 years or less and the tactics required to do that. So until the next time, guys, rise up and live free. hope you enjoyed that last episode and thanks so much for listening to the rise up live free podcast do you have a question that you'd like us to answer raw and uncut on this podcast all you need to do is head over to the apple podcast and do three simple things number one leave a rating and review telling us what you think of the podcast number two in that review ask anything you want related to your path to becoming financially free and third if you want to shout out leave your instagram handle or name that's all then listen in to hear your questions answered live, raw, and uncut. Join us next time on the Rise Up Live Free Podcast.